from NKM Communications. Mbali and Yakalo, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Evan. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Hi, sorry, is that Mbali or Nyakalo? Sorry. Mbali. <laughs> Hi, Mbali. Sorry, sorry. Um, I'm broadcasting from home. I can't, I, I can't really see. No, it's fine. Uh, it's okay. But, uh, I mean, Bali, just, just briefly, maybe if you could uh, just uh, pan out and map out for us some of the work that mm-hmm. you do uh, with Imbali event specialist and, uh, uh, more importantly, mm-hmm. the impact that uh, the uh, onset of the lockdown since the end of March has had on your business. Okay. Um, well, my business is a female-owned, uh, black-owned business. Uh, we operate mainly within the Eastern Cape region as well as parts of Johannesburg. Um, our main focus is event planning, styling and decor, um, specifically doing your weddings and all celebratory events. And, and what impact has, has um, I guess, this period from April right through to now had uh, on the sustainability mm-hmm. and, uh, I guess, the vitality, if any, of your mm-hmm. business? Uh, one would think that the limitations on the events have also narrowed the scope of some of the work that you can do. Mm-hmm. It's been really dire. It's been a very tough, you know, a couple of months. Um, you know, we, we, we've basically been in a position as a small business where, you know, you cannot afford to pay employees, you know, you do not think that your business will survive, you know, the next month because basically a month is, is, is a strain in itself, you know, and also the challenges in terms of paying, you know, um, expenses such as your storage facilities, vehicles, equipment, insurance, you know, rentals, it's, yeah, it's been quite a challenge, I have to say. Mm, mm, mm. And and just, I mean, when when you think about it, uh, I guess for, for for a lot of people, you know, this this has also come with more onerous obligations on some of the work that they could do. I mean, if you were doing maybe five mm. events a week, you you potentially might maybe be doing zero or even one event. And even with that one mm. event, uh, you might want to. You, you probably have to dedicate so much of your time uh, to mm. uh, complying with some of the uh, regulations that have come with this period. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you know, we do not qualify to do any form of event until we get to level mm-hmm. one. And um, so, so basically, you know, we, we're at a, at, a, at a, you know, situation where we've had cancellations. You know, we've basically, you know, come up with interventions where we tell clients, you know, if you cannot wait, you know, till next year, rather do, you know, your intimate events where you, where you basically have, you know, your 10 to 20 people, you know, which, which is a cost saver in itself. But, you know, for the business itself, it's, it's basically, you know, it's suicide. How have you survived? Have you, have you had to have <laughs> conversations with your bank manager? How, how have you done it? Well, you know, the bank has been another challenge. You know, it's, it's, when, when lockdown started, we were basically told, you know, that the bank would be giving us relief, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the three-month um, relaxation that was a struggle. I don't want to mention my bank, but that was a struggle in that um, they basically offered, you know, a loan instead of the three-month break, uh, which I declined because, you know, as a small business, I, I don't foresee myself, you know, taking out another loan. And that has been, you know, one of, our, one, of our, one of many of our challenges in that some of the funding requirements, you know, that were, were, were offered are mm. basically ambiguous and misleading because they tell business owners that, you know, it's a grant and then in actual fact it's a loan, you know, which you pay yeah, for I more debt. It was, it was quite interesting, Bali, when, when um, all of the pledges started. I mean, I remember when the president said there was a pledge from mm. the Rupert's, there were pledges from the Oppenheimer's. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And then when we started to maybe drill a bit deeper, we ended up having to bring, I think, business partners, which was one of the um, uh, yeah. implementing agencies. And they came and they told us, they said, look, you know, this is a loan. Uh, it's not mm. necessarily a grant. Uh, there's an obligation on you to pay it back. Uh, and I guess mm. you're raising some of the issues around already in a tight and a constrained environment, you probably don't want to be taking on a lot more debt. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah. to position that as the only way out is certainly very sad. L- let's maybe talk mm. about some of the people you work with from time to time. I would think you work with freelancers and many yeah. others. Uh, just maybe talk us through uh, the impact mm. that that might have had uh, um, in cases where some mm. of them have reached out to you that might have had on some of the yeah. freelancers and others who, who ordinarily would work with you. Yeah, it's very sad because a lot of my uh, workers are seasonal as well as casual workers. So, you know, um, a lot of them are breadwinners, you know, in their families. So a lot of them depend on, you know, that income that they receive over the weekends because a lot of our events are taking place over the weekends. So a lot of them are breadwinners within their families, you know, and as it stands at the moment, you know, they don't have any source of income. They don't have any source of income until we can basically do, you know, one or two or three events. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really heartbreaking, you know, but as a small business itself, you know, there's nothing that I can do about the situation, unfortunately. And, uh, I mean, from here onwards, um, you know, business change, uh, business model changes. Do you have to pivot your uh, model? I mean, we've seen many enterprises during this difficult mm. moment, trying to shift mm. uh, the emphasis of their businesses, the models, um, you know, yeah. and, uh, not only dealing with the cost base, but also looking yeah. for new arenas where they could potentially be getting revenue. Is, is that a consideration for you as well, Mbadi? Yeah, no, we're definitely looking at other, you know, areas of income. I mean, you you cannot be having your pie in, you know, your fingers in one pie, basically, you know. I think what we've learned from COVID is that, you know, you need to be able to diversify, you know. We, we also have come up with, you know, different interventions in terms of, you know, doing smaller scale events, you know, doing your virtual, which is also another option, you know, especially for family members that are out of country, you know. So that is also another space, you know, the digital space is also there. So, yeah, we, we are definitely looking at, at different interventions when it comes to, you know, the event space and also doing things that are outside of the event space because otherwise your business won't survive. Yeah, I want us to pause here for a second, Mbali, and uh, we need to take a quick spot break. But when we come back, sure. we'll continue with our conversation. And uh, we're also battling to get a hold of Nyakalo Klaba from NKM Communications. Uh, so okay. if you're close to Nyakalo, just, uh, you know, just to say, hey, uh, <laughs> on the mighty metro is looking for you. Uh, and uh, we hope that we'll be able to catch up with Nyakalo after this brief break. It is indeed our SMME Exchange. 21 minutes it is now after 8 p.m. And uh, this evening in our SMME Exchange, we shine a spotlight on the events industry. And uh, I'm joined by Mbali Jordan, uh, the founder of uh, Mbali Events uh, Specialists. And uh, we're also supposed to be joined by Nyakalo Klaba, but um, yeah, we can't seem to get hold of him. And does nobody load shedding or... or maybe he's been able to get the relief funding. And guys need from but that being said, uh, Mbali, I guess, uh, you know, talking about some of those relief funds, uh, the South African Events Council, and I I'm not sure if you're affiliated to it or you're a member of, it or, uh, of the organization, has called for two yeah. things that I found quite interesting. The first is that there should be an extension of financial relief to those who work uh, um, behind the scenes in technical production in the industry uh, um, and, and elsewhere. 
but also a reopening of the industry. And I'm quite interested in, I guess, in how you foresee the modalities of both happening. Mm-hmm. Well, in terms of the reopening of, of the industry, I, you know, it's, it's a, either way. You know, it's basically a win-win situation, you know, because you, you, you can reopen the industry, but to what extent, you know, are you going to have mm-hmm. limitations in terms of numbers? Um, are you going to make sure, you know, because if you do reopen the industry, people need to comply, you know, in order to, to health regulations. And are you going to be able to handle that, you know? I mean, an event in itself is totally different to going to a restaurant where you're going to be there for two days. An event is a full day, you know, experience. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a risk either way, but it's also a, a great concern because people need to survive at the end of the day. You know, if that is your your main source of income, what else is there? And yeah, I mean, I guess the point that you raise is uh, if if we have this lockdown or we have these restrictive conditions for the next Mm -hmm. six months or so, I mean, how long can many of those in the industry hold out for? Uh, um, and I, you know, I don't think we must be naive enough to think that people can quickly Mm -hmm. pivot and go into another economic Mm -hmm. activity. Uh, but how long can people hold out for? Uh, and, and, and if we were to say that this relief, the funds could be mobilized, um, what would you say is the best mechanism to pay it as quickly as possible? Because people in many instances have been out of work, uh, have not been mm. earning any revenue for the last few months as it is. Yeah. You know, the challenges that SMMEs face is that most people don't know where to access emerging funding. You know, mm. the second problem is that the waiting period for funding application and disbursement is so, it's far too long for a business that's in distress. You know, funding should be deployed at least within seven days. And the eligibility requirements for assistance, you know, should be clear. So if, 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 if governments, you know, do give funding, can it, at least, can it at least happen within, you know, seven days, you know, and, and not have that long waiting period where, you know, you, you've literally forgotten about your application. Mm-hmm. It certainly may, it does make things uh, a bit complicated because uh, we've certainly seen with all of the uh, relief measures, uh, it might be UIF, TERS mm-hmm. or anything like that, uh, that uh, mm-hmm. there hasn't been any uh, uh, payment as rapidly as you might suggest there, which, which also maybe yeah. uh, gets me to my next question. I mean, some people might be sitting here saying the only reason why many freelancers in this industry and uh, many operators in this industry now find themselves in a tough situation is likely due to, I guess, the failure of uh, all of those to uh, have some contributions to a contributory or non-contributory social insurance or unemployment insurance scheme. Mm. Uh, What Mm. would your response be to that? I mean, do some of the people that you work with, are they signed up with UIF or or, uh, uh, do you, in your capacity as a business, also take out Mm. some uh, business continuity insurance or, or anything that would be able to tide you over during an mm. interruption of your activities like the one that we find ourselves in? Yeah, I think, you know, in, in, in terms of any small business, you know, financial literacy is key. Because I, I think we tend to go into business thinking that it's easy and, you know, you don't need to, you know, literally follow the, the various protocols. And, you know, insurance is, is, is definitely key. You know, with, what I've learned with COVID is that, you know, we need to learn to save. <laughs> as, hard, as hard as it might be, you know, um, saving is, is, is definitely, you know, is essential, you know, because if you at least have some form of saving, you know, you, you could, 
possibly survive one or two or three months. You know, and, and we find ourselves in a situation where you have a business that you don't put some of that, you know, money away for rainy days such as in this instance, you know. And then um, small businesses also need representation. You know, we need one representative body or council that would understand the interests of small businesses and easily and be easily accessible, you know, because at the moment we don't have that, you know, we don't have that voice that actually represents the concerns of small business owners. And, and, I mean, yourselves as an industry, uh, one would think that, uh, you know, this is something you would be taking up with some of your industry bodies. Um, mm. and, and I come back to the same question that I asked you earlier on. I mean, yeah. um, is it in your interests uh, um, in a busy industry like the one you find yourself in where, you mm. know, so many moving parts, you always have to be on site working? Is there time mm. to even be sitting and, you know, affiliating, going and attending these meetings? Or does this mean you need to have some dedicated capability in your business? much like with your tax and everything else uh, that mm. uh, is able to fill out all of the different boxes? Well, you have to find the, the time, unfortunately. You know, and um, for, for myself and my business, we belong to the Association of Wedding Professionals, you know, of South Africa. Um, mm. You know, it, it's, a small, it's a small entity which could be bigger. I mean, I know that they're in the process now of, you know, getting a thousand members together, you know, in... in, in representing, you know, the, the event industry in court because um, the legal representation has basically said that they cannot represent us until, until we have a thousand members, you know. So, yeah, um, it's, it's definitely part of, of, of my business and should be, you know, part of any other business that is in the event industry, having a body that represents you. But like I said, we don't have um, a concrete body as it stands at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're nearing, I guess, the peak of or, or what would have been um, the peak. And uh, when I say nearing, I mean we're much closer to mm. December now than what we were maybe yeah. in April. But we're nearing that peak of uh, the event season. Um, yeah. Some would have been around the spring uh, a moment. Some would have been uh, around yeah. the December period for you uh, here in Gauteng and also in the Eastern Cape as well. Talk to me about, um, I guess, you know, uh, some of the things you've had to do. Have you had to cancel them? Have you had to do things a bit differently uh, uh, for some of those long-standing ones that people would have booked in advance? Uh, or um, are you just anticipating another no revenue uh, or what some people might be calling a black Christmas? What we basically, um, you know, based on obviously advice, etc., what we basically, um, we, we sat down with clients that had events from, September being our from our peak season, September to December, and we basically advised them to change it to next year. So most of our event has been postponed to next year February onwards. We we do not want to have a situation where you know we risk having events within the peak period. We don't know when level one is going to be happening um, at all. Um, so we basically you know encourage people to move it to next year, or alternatively have internet events. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, it's... So we've had a lot of cancellations because of uh, some people getting retrenched, you know, so we have to understand the situation in terms of, you know, refunding, you know, deposits that were paid, etc. Yeah, so... Mm. If you had any, I guess, um, request or, or I guess on the part of uh, some of those who might have authority, power, influence or the means uh, mm. to support your industry and uh, in particular your own enterprise, what would that be? I mean, you've made it quite clear that 
Uh, mm. This is probably the worst time for you to take up any loan. So that's not what you need at this point yeah. in time. But if you had to uh, indicate and outline what that is, what, what would that yeah. be? I, I would definitely say, you know, that small businesses need representation. You know, if we can get some form of representation, that would be great. Um, definitely, you know, grants and allowances would, would greatly help small businesses. I mean, loan is not, it's not an option. It's, not, it's definitely not an option. And, you know, in other countries, they were looking at, you know, the, suspense, the suspension of bills and taxes. So, you know, maybe we could, could look at that as well. But I think those three items would definitely be key. Yeah, yeah. Have you received any reprieve from some of your own suppliers or landlords and the like? Nope, I'm still paying. Sure. Siswam, all the best. Uh, I wish you strength. I wish uh, your enterprise uh, uh, all of this, all of the best during this difficult moment. Uh, and mm. I certainly hope that uh, the till may ring once again. Uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kudos for you for holding out uh, during this difficult moment. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, that there mm. was Mbali Jordan.